Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Snap to McCoy. Looking left. It's a fade left corner of the end zone. A.J. Green with a great grab. Touchdown! The A.J. Green of old is back. He's made two incredible grabs. Colt McCoy, meanwhile, continues to deliver. Yeah, Colt McCoy delivered yesterday a win for the Arizona Cardinals. A absolutely non-negotiable, gotta have it if you have any hope at all of going to the playoffs kind of win. 27-17, they beat the L.A. Rams. And we're going to talk a lot about Colt McCoy. And we're going to talk a lot about the state of the quarterback position for the Cardinals. But before we do, an update real quick on the Eno Benjamin situation as he was released today rather unceremoniously from the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Odegaard is a writer who used to cover the team for the team's website. He now writes for Compare.bet. And he is reporting the decision was made in his words because of Benjamin's vocal displeasure with a diminishing role in the offense. Benjamin only played one offensive snap on Sunday and the dwindling playing time left him visibly frustrated, a source said. Okay. So if we're looking for trying to piece together the clues as to what might have happened, that might be where to start with all of this. And this is going to make this is going to make Cardinal fans really not like this. I'm reading a story right now. I'm looking at a tweet actually from Ramswire. You know how yes. we cite Jess Root and Cardswire? Yes. Oh, here's Ramswire. They've already got a story up. Edo Benjamin was surprisingly released by the Cardinals and the Rams should consider putting in a claim for him. <laughs> They've already got that up. Somebody will, I think somebody will claim Eno Benjamin. Oh, I think so too. I think he'll get claimed. Listen, it had to be that. We, you know, we kind of speculated, you know, for a while that there's no way that they just cut him on a Monday after a game on Sunday without something that had to have happened to where they felt like he is a detriment to the team. He can't be on this team. Disrespected somebody or something happened to where like we, because they've loved Eno Benjamin for three years. They loved him. But he did something that went over the line yesterday, obviously. He did something that went over the line. And because of that, they had to let him go. I'm sure they didn't want to let him go. D. Will's hurt and Ward's hurt and Connors has been hurt all year. And, you know, that's you know, now you're really hurting your depth at running back. by. But they must have felt that he did something in which they had to have cut him. Must have. So, again, that's the report that's out there now from Kyle that the decision was made because of, again, quote, Benjamin's vocal displeasure with a diminishing role in the offense. He only played one offensive snap and the dwindling playing time left him visibly frustrated, a source said, close quote. That's Kyle Odegaard, who is reporting that for compare.bet. So what we kind of start with there and we'll build out and see what more information we're able to get about it, but that kind of makes sense given that he was 4.3 yards per carry and given James Conner, you can't count on him getting you 96% of the snaps the rest of the season, right? You'd like to have a capable back up behind him. Everybody else is on the injured list with the exception of Keontae Ingram. It's a very curious move and maybe now we're starting to get the clues as to why. Colt McCoy. Okay. We spoke whenever it was that Kyler first showed up on the injury report. I think it was Wednesday, right? Yeah, it was Wednesday. 
And he showed up. They went through a walkthrough. They didn't even practice. But it was one of those, had we practiced, Kyler would be a did not practice today because of of his hamstring injury. And the minute we saw that, you and I had both the same reaction. You had it first, and I quickly agreed with you. I almost want Kyler not to play against the Rams because I just want to see how it works with somebody else. 100%. You said it, and I agreed with it. I just want to see a change to the equation. And boy, did the equation change on Sunday. Because it gives you... Validates to me. It validates my belief that the majority of the issues with this offense is because of Kyler Murray, not Cliff Kingsbury. Now, I'm not saying Cliff's not to blame for the for, the, for some of the issues. He is the undiscipline and the the mistakes that are made and the timeouts and delay, all of that stuff. Not getting play calls in, and you know, obviously there are and 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 not being able to develop Kyler. That's why if Kyler's regressing, like that's part of Cliff's deal. Like that's, but Cole McCoy comes in. And runs a really good offense. Got rid of the ball quickly. Didn't take many sacks. Didn't turn the ball over. Got it to Hopkins. Got it to Moore. They got the lead. They got the running game was good. His intermediate passing game was great. I mean, how much have we talked about? Oh, they throw so many passes behind the line of scrimmage. The average pass is three point five yards. Like, get the ball down the freaking field. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, his numbers in that intermediate, that ten to twenty yard range, was great. It was. It was. They were really great. Eight of eleven on. Passes that went 10 or more air yards for 123 yards and a touchdown. Paul Calvisi passed along those numbers per uh, next generation stats. So, yeah, those intermediary numbers were really good. Those middle of the field numbers were very good. I, I, I think it was, it was one of those, okay, we can sit here. And like number you to death, right? We could say this stat and that stat. And he was 2.14 seconds from the release of the ball. And that was one of the fastest times in the NFL. We could stat the hell out of you. We watched the game. You watch the game if you're listening right now. Anybody who watched the game could just tell it was being played at a calmer pace. Yeah, it wasn't a, chaos. A more relaxed demeanor. And I don't never, mean, Bill Price didn't snap the ball over anybody's head. Nobody was looking around wondering what was going on. It did it. I, it was calm. It wasn't frenetic. It wasn't hectic. And Colt McCoy absolutely deserves some credit for that. Deserves a lot of the credit for that. It just, it, I mean, really, honestly, you look at, like, the pass chart, yeah, some of it was a little bit more down the field. But for the most part, it wasn't like a ton of deep shots yesterday. But it just felt so much more functional than it is under Kyler Murray, right? Now, this isn't proof positive that it's all Kyler and it's not Cliff at all and and everything would be, no, I mean, it, it, it's not that simple. It can't be that simple. But certainly, it does lend itself to this idea that when Kyler, this season, for whatever reason, when he's played quarterback, there has just been a level of hecticness to it, right? Just that kind of chaos that makes it very hard to function. Yesterday, it was very functional with Colt McCoy as the quarterback. It wasn't great. It wasn't awesome. It was, it was good. It was good. It was good. It, it wasn't. It wasn't it like was good blow enough your mind kind of thing. But yeah, it was. It was easily good enough but to it win didn't that have game. Have to be blow your no, mind. It, it just no. had to be. It, it, it had to be. It's the word I'm looking for. It's just functional. Functional. It, it had, had to be functional. It was. Functional. It was functional. Yeah, Colt McCoy comes functional in. Functional was and runs more it. than good enough. Looks like a well-oiled machine, right? I mean, it does. Looks like a well. It looks like a. That's the way an offense should look. Look at that. They're going down the. 
the field. They've got some, they're getting some first downs. The offense wasn't great. I totally agree with you, but it was good enough to like win a football game on the road against a team yeah. in the Rams that has been kicking your ass for, for eight, and, seven years. And understand when I say that. I, I'm not trying to take a thing away from anybody or the win or the offense or how it looked. It, it was just one of those things where, I mean, there were plenty of drives where they didn't do much yesterday. You know, they, they had a stretch late first quarter, early second quarter where it was just three and out city for both teams. I mean, nobody could go anywhere in that game. And then Colt settled in, had that drive, that first touchdown drive in which he was just in complete control of the offense. He just knew exactly what he wanted to do, exactly where he wanted to go. The pre-snap reads were on point. Again, nothing fancy, nothing super deep down the field, but just enough to keep the chains moving and function an offense that that, that Cliff Kingsbury, I'm sure, wants to do. And, and Colt, this is why you have a guy like Colt McCoy on the roster. He's 3-0 and in the last two years right. against the NFC and West. And he, all on the road, by the way. Yeah, and he has less starts under his belt than Kyler Murray does under his. By a lot. Yeah. By a lot. But he's been in the league longer. He's seen more. He's been in more situations. He's got his experience is different. Kyler has more game experience than Colt McCoy does. He's got more starts than, but Colt McCoy's got years and years of experience, years and years of being in film rooms and, you know, going over it and looking at defenses. He gets to the line of scrimmage and he was able pre-snap to know what he's going to do with the ball. And that's my major problem with Kyler is that pre-snap, Kyler doesn't know what he's going to do with it. And as I always say, when I I watch these films, game film. Kyler first read, if he's open, money. If he's not, trouble. Colt McCoy, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, he kind of knows by looking at the defense what his best read is going to be so he could adjust to that, and he was very good at that. One negative play in the 38 first half snaps. That's, yeah, that's what we want. Innings Festival is back, the two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more. Returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale. You can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. So, Colt McCoy, play great. How permanent is this going to be? That's the question everybody wants to know the answer to. We're going to talk about it next in Burns and Gambo. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, we want to continue to progress him and see, you know, where that thing's at. Playing the 49ers, I mean, that's a, a D line that you better be full speed and be able to run and move and do the things that he can do. So uh, we'll see how he feels Wednesday and then try to go from there. Now, if Kyler Murray's not even fully 100%, this is a non-starting conversation. Like, conversation's over. Kyler's not 100%. He ain't going to play and we don't have to worry about it. That's what I was told. Listen, if he can't run, he's not going to play. So, like, maybe there is no real decision here. Maybe. But I think the question is legit. Which quarterback gives you the best chance to win that game against the 49ers next Monday night? Is it Colt McCoy or is it Kyla Murray? I think it's a fair question to ask. I think different people have to. This isn't 99% of our audience is going to say one guy over another. There will be people that say both guys. Colt McCoy looked good. The offense looked good. You kind of go, I kind of like that. Again, is it sustainable? Is you know a lot of problems with backup quarterbacks is like they're good in small sample sizes, but they're not good in large well, sample just, sizes. Okay, perfect example: Colt McCoy. Look at his three games that he started last year. His first game that he started, he was great. That was the game in Seattle, if I remember right. The next game he played was home against Carolina. He was dreadful. 
He was dreadful. They were down 17 nothing in the blink of an eye. Yep. And one of them was an interception. One of them was a Colt McCoy fumble. He, he looked awful in that game. And then in the next game against San Francisco, he looked great again. He, we only need to look at the Cardinals' backup and his performance not even a year ago to look at that example of exactly what you're talking about. So, no, there are no easy, unanimous answers on this one. And everyone is. I'm looking on social media. Everyone's got a different take on this one. Everybody really does. Some people think that there's no controversy at all. It should absolutely be Kyler Murray if he's healthy. Others say Colt McCoy, you got to ride the hot hand and give him a start. It's- but there's a lot about, listen, there's a part of me, I don't know, there's a part of me that says, look, you could talk all you want about Kyler holding, holding Kyler accountable. You know what the best way to hold him accountable? Bench his ass. Hey, you're healthy to play, but we think Colt gives us the best. You want to? Let's see if we could light a fire under Kyler Murray to get the. Something's got to give. Something's got to give to ignite that guy to ignite something inside him to play better. Something, and maybe this. Maybe they've coddled him. Maybe they've made his his ability to talk to the coach and star the other star player the way he does. You know, maybe the best thing that could happen to him is you know to. To mention, wouldn't be the the counter suggestion though. Wouldn't it be that that could have already happened to Kyler? That watching Colt play as well as he did might be the fire starter that you're talking about. No, not until the organization says we think he's a better option than uh, you are right I, now. I, I mean, Kyler's sitting there on the bench, looking. Oh my God, the backup just played better than me. You know, maybe maybe that's motivation enough. But he might be thinking maybe. I would have done even better. You know, I don't know. But, I don't. I don't know. But, but I mean, the organization, I, until the organization says, hey, you know what? We think this guy's a better option for you. Now maybe that could get, you know, maybe he sulks or maybe that, you know, ignites something in and fires him up to play better. He has I, not played. Kyler Murray has regressed. Oh, of course he has. I'm not sitting here and, and saying anything else. I'm just saying if the if the topic of the conversation is starting a fire, lighting a fire under Kyler, I, I think it's it's at least fair to wonder if watching Colt McCoy run this offense better than he did was motivation enough for him to go out there and say, what, what, okay. Do you well, not? Okay, so you, no, I agree. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but it may not be. It might. It might. He might, he might be thinking in his head that I would have. I would. I would have put up 30 points against this team. Okay, the defense wasn't that good. Like I, I don't know. Uh, what did Buddha say in Hard Knocks? He said, "Work harder, watch film." He was when he was spitting saliva everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that, and that could be that could be the thing to Kyler. Right now, we think Colt McCoy gives us the best chance to win this game, and we want to win. So you're not going to play this week. Now, maybe that'll ignite him to watch more film and to play harder and to fight harder for what he has. I don't know, but I think something's got to give because if you talk about holding Kyler Murray accountable, what better way to hold him accountable than to say, hey, listen, right now we have to win a game and we don't think you're the best option for us to help us win a football game. And, and, and look, I think that Colt McCoy gives them a better option because I've seen this offense struggle with Kyler this year. I really have. But this is one of those deals where, I, I mean, Kyler's your quarterback. He's your quarterback. You're giving him a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. He's your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And and the sooner you can get to a better version of him, the better it is for everybody. The better it is for the organization, the better it is for Kyler, the better it is for Cliff, the better it is for Ev, the better it is for Cardinal fans because Kyler Murray, he's not going anywhere. He's not going to be anything other than the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals for at least the next two or three years, right? And so whatever the quickest path is to making Kyler... I mean, look, it's not even that long ago to find the best version of Kyler Murray. It was a year ago when they started 7-0. He was putting up unbelievable numbers. We both, he was an MVP candidate. But when was the last time he had a great game? Oh, it's been a year. 
It's been a, and I'm not saying that to be facetious. It has been literally a year since he's had that kind of game. I, I just think that, like, if this game, and by the way, for the record, I'm Colt on this one. Both are healthy. I start Colt. But I also think what kind of clouds our judgment a little bit on this one is this belief we're clinging to that the Cardinals still have a faint heartbeat in this playoff race. They have to believe it. And it's faint, man. It's really, really faint. And that's really, that to me is the strongest argument for playing Colt is, hey, look, you got to win with him. You really kind of have to win another one. Are you sure you want to go back to the way things were? Or do you want to ride one more game with the way things went down yesterday to see if he's got one more in him? Because if you lose one more, you're done, right? You can't lose to the Niners on Monday. You're finished if that happens. And I think the urgency of the situation is driving the decision here a little bit, or at least driving the conversation. If they were out of it, out of it, put Kyler back as soon as he's healthy. He needs he needs all he the needs games the reps, he can get. He needs the games. He needs the experience. But this well, game's got offense, a little bit of a different kind of feel to it coming up on you Monday. You see the offense run the way that offense ran. It was just like, okay, it's good. Like, no, not a lot of mistakes. Not a lot. No turnovers by Colt McCoy. They took good care of the ball. They moved it up and down the field a little bit. That intermediate pass game was good. Got rid of it quickly. It's like, ah, it, that 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 if Kyler could do that, great. The question is, can Kyler do that right now? Yeah, I don't know. It's just the ceiling for Kyler is so much higher. You know, oh, but, I, but that's not just, the question. I know, right? I know, I know. But but it, it, at at some point that also has to factor into any decision that you make about this. He's he, he's able to do things that Colt McCoy can only dream. Could you lose him if you do it? Could you lose him? God, I hope not. I just gave him a quarter of a billion dollars. I better not lose him over this. Lose him. Like, where's he going to go? Lose like, him you lose him like, mentally? Like, I lose my car keys? No. Could you lose him mentally? Could he be like, oh, really? Screw you guys. And, and do what? Screw you guys and do what? Just, screw you guys and go where? Screw you guys and... and, and two ways to look at and, it. And, and like, withhold your services? Like, the screw no, you guys and, and I, I've checked out mentally, pay me, yeah. and I'm not going to play for you? Maybe. Oh, if that's the case, you never should have paid him in the first place. No, like, do you have to worry about benching him and how his psyche will be? That he'll be damaged? He, you know, players need confidence. They need confidence. They need the, the, the ability. To, they want their coaches to believe in him. They want their team to believe in him. If you go to Kyler Murray and you say, look, we're playing the other guy, it's a, it's a clear signal we don't believe in you right now well if he's, psyche could his psyche be damaged by that yes it could it could but if it is you're screwed okay if it if if it is you're you're in a whole lot of trouble beyond just whether you're gonna beat the san francisco 49ers next week if if that's gonna break him if that's gonna ah screw this you, you're you're in, you're in big trouble as an organization. And I'm not saying big screw trouble. this. Like he's not going anywhere. But could psych could psychologically no, I exactly what that you're like you know hurt his confidence and make him doubt himself even more. And people react differently. People react differently. It, it, he could go one of two ways. I mean, he could be like, "Really, you think that guy's better than me? I'm going to show you." Or he could be like, "Wow, maybe you know." He could go south, where his psyche's damaged by that. He's getting benched. The embarrassment of getting benched for Colt McCoy in a game against the. 49ers. Think about how like the negative publicity that would come out of that. Kyler's healthy, but he's not playing. Oh my God. The Cardinals number one overall pick who's making a quarter of a billion dollars just got benched for Colt McCoy. You mean like the negative publicity around a homework clause being put into your contract? Worse. <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, no. No, the homework clause is worse.
The homework clause would be worse than Colt McCoy starting over you for one game. There'll be, be negative publicity on this one, too. Unprecedented levels of embarrassment. The homework clause. We had True. never seen that before. No. Ever, anywhere. But that was the owner. This would be your coach not believing in you. This would be your coach. Your guy. Yeah. Hey, I think Colt McCoy gives us a better chance to win. Folks, Wow. Think about that message that the for the rest of the NFL world when that when that when if that came out like that I, I'm not I, I'm that's not why if he's not, that it, it couldn't have an impact that's why if he's not going to play if he's not going to play it's not going to be no they're not going to say Kyler Murphy Kyler Murray's healthy now nah, he's just not ready to go yet oh now of that then oh, no way that would one, they you say, and I totally agree no way would they come out and say no he's healthy and ready to go we're just going to go a cult we think he's better if there's going to be a justification in this decision it's going to be because he's still hurt. Right. Oh, that, that, that you and I totally hurt. agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It, that, on that, you and I are on the exact same page on this one. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, the Cardinals offense had its moments yesterday for sure. They did play with the lead. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. Here we go. Click. Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! And then there's this other side of the equation, two of yesterday, and this has also got to be part of the conversation. That was the L.A. Rams you beat yesterday, and that is not the same team that won no. the Super Bowl last year. They done. They're Bad. They are finished. Really? Really bad. Yep. Atrocious. Yep. 77 yards of offense in the first half. Last place in the NFC West all to themselves. Last place in the From NFC Super West. From Super Bowl to last place uh-huh. in the NFC West. Booze at halftime. Loud. Yep. Very loud booze offensively at halftime. Cooper Cup, if not done for the season, close, right? Like sure. by the time he comes back, there's not going to be a whole lot of season left, and there's probably in LA not a whole lot of reason to bring him back. Now, the only reason I bring this up. Is that we, you know, we've spent all day talking about, about Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray and this little slim, teeny tiny chance of maybe getting back into the playoffs. And, and can they get back? I'm looking up right now at the NFL network and the Cardinals are listed as one of the teams they in are. the hunt. There they are. They are. With Washington and Green Bay and Atlanta. They're you know, in the hunt. You know who's not in that picture? Uh, the Rams. The Rams are not in that picture. The Rams are not in that picture. And that's what was at stake yesterday. The right to be in that picture. Because if the Rams had won, <laughs> I'll be that serious. That's true. The, That's if true. the Rams win, they're in that picture. They, they were playing yesterday for the right to be in the NFL Network graphic, you know, painting the picture of the NFC playoff standings right now. You want to be in the hunt? Win. And Rams didn't win yesterday. And the reason I'm bringing um, this up. I got to ask you quick before David Carr's doing his favorite passes, his five favorite passes of yesterday. One of them is a Colt McCoy pass. You get Roy, what do you think? Rondale Moore pass? AJ Green pass? The Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore, 26 yards down the sideline? Yeah. David Carr, right now on NFL Game Day, is going over the five best passes of yesterday. One of them is a Cardinal Colt yeah, McCoy Col- pass. Colt to Rondale Moore was a dime. That's what I think it is, too. It was a dime. We'll see when it comes we'll, up. Hey, we'll let you right know here. when it comes it's up. It's right here. Colt McCoy. Yep, up, there it's there it Rondale is. Moore. Rondale Moore. One hand Fourth and three. Great throw. Great catch. Yeah. Oh, just pulled it there in it with is. the one hand, got the leg down before he nice. went out of bounds. Every other yeah. car feels like, what's what's a downfield pass? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Okay, 
The Rams are the Rams. The Niners are the Niners. And, yeah, I know. and, and that's got to be part of the equation, too. Like, can Colt at his best, Kyler at his best, Kyler at his best is better equipped to beat the 49ers because Kyler's best is better than Colt's best. But the, the, look, it's my yeah, best. Is, my, be, my, better my better is better than your better. Yeah, exactly. Kyler's better is better than Colt's better. I and mean, no one's going to deny that. But his I, best is not. I mean, how, we just how haven't seen it see this year. Best. We just haven't seen it this year. Cole, because my consistency is better than your consistency. I mean, we haven't seen. I'm consistently de- decent and you're up and down. We, we haven't seen it nearly enough with Kyler this year. Not nearly enough. Uh, it needs to come out at some point, but we haven't seen it. The Rams, look, Colonels had 298 yards of offense yesterday. That's actually their third lowest total of the year. They had 18 first downs. That's their fourth lowest total of the year. Look at you find it all the negatives. Huh? I said, look at you finding all the negatives in a win. It's a show sheet authored by John Gambadoro. Right, you're I did one put of, that in you're there. actually the one who put this in there. I did so. put it in there, but it came from your first email. <laughs> so yeah. this, this is, you're the one who had the 298 We're only talking yards. about this because your little map to the show today took us well, there. I, listen, I, 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 I can be the first to admit, are we over, uh, and ask the question, are we overplaying the success that Colt McCoy had because it was the Rams, because it's not a very good football team they beat, because they went up against Johnny freaking Walford and he couldn't <laughs> throw the ball to save his life. I mean, you know, it, I think you're just overall just happy that the team won and showed some signs of life and that they're, you know, they're, they're on life support trying to get to the playoffs, but there's a pulse. There's a pulse now. And so, like, I understand that. I think you're right. We can't get too high. It's not like they threw for 450. You know, they, they had 450 yards of offense and threw for 300 with three. They, it was an efficient offense. It was good enough to win the football game. Yeah. Is it good enough to beat teams that are better? Than the Rams, yeah. we don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know, and and that to me is the question. I, I think the the entire show today, even the conversation we just had about Colton Kyler, and, and that conversation is going to go on all week. By the way, that's not going anywhere. That conversation's going to be had by a lot of people. I think it just goes to show how desperate we all are for this team to be relevant, right? And so we're debating as a fan base, as a as a city, what's the best way to make this team relevant. Right? What's what's the best way? Because what the Cardinals did in winning yesterday, no matter how bad the Rams are, they bought themselves at least one more week of being relevant. All right? Had they lost yesterday, yeah. that's done. They're not relevant anymore. It's it's they are OVA over. They were kind of over last week, but they're really OVA if they lose. And so what we all want, and the reason why everyone's Talking this up on social media and talking this up on Sports Talk Radio, we're all desperate for the Cardinals to stay relevant as long as they possibly can. And we're trying to figure out the best path to get there. Now, I'll tell you this, Cardinals have four wins this year. They are, to no one's surprise, against four of the worst teams in the NFL so far this year. Man, isn't the uh, if I asked you, if we went over the bad teams in the NFL, I mean, there's a lot of them. Right, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Yeah. The Browns are a bad team. The Steelers are a bad team. The Jaguars are a bad team. The Texans are a bad team. The Colts aren't a good team. The Broncos are a bad team. The Raiders are terrible. The Commanders aren't good. The Bears and the Lions aren't good. The Packers aren't good. The Panthers and the Saints aren't good. The Falcons aren't any good. The Rams aren't any good. I mean, that's half the freaking league. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. Their wins aren't against, you know, but... There's a lot of bad football going on. In the, there's a five and five team in first place in the South. Um, 
And there's a, you know, somebody could win that division with a 500 record or low, a pass. Tampa Bay's in first place. After all of that, Tom Brady's in first place. I, I don't deny that, but I, I'm taking a look at the standings of the entire league. Okay. Not organized by conference, not organized by division, just right. the whole league. The Cardinals' wins this year are against the second worst, fourth worst, sixth worst, worst, eighth worst teams in the NFL. So number in, in inverse order, number two, number four, number six, and number eight in terms of record. And, and I mean, yeah, so are there bad teams? There sure are. But among those who are at the very, very bottom of the list, those are the teams the Cardinals have beaten. And the only reason I bring that up 49ers is... 49ers have beaten the Rams, they've beaten the Panthers, they beat the Rams again, they beat the Chargers, and they beat Seattle. Is that better? It's better because of Seattle, right? Yeah. But they have two wins over the Rams, and they have a win over the Panthers. And they've got to win over the Chargers. The Chargers are better. Seattle's better. I mean, the Cardinals haven't beaten one team. And I know the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs. They haven't beaten one team that we, we even say is a quality opponent so far this year. Right? Now, that'll change. Look, they got a chance to write their own narrative. You want to go beat a quality team? You got a chance one week from right now. You're going to be getting ready to take the field at Mexico City. And you'll have a chance to rewrite that narrative if you want. You'll, you'll have the chance to come back home from Mexico City and say, okay, hey, talk show host boy, you wanted to win against a quality team? There you go. We gave you one. San Francisco. We just did it. But, yeah, are we overvaluing a little bit? Yes, we are. You know why? Because we're desperate to. We're desperate to. We're desperate to want this team to be relevant. Last year was fun. We want to try that again. You know, we want to have another shot at that around here. And there's still a window to do it. It's a tight window. It's a narrow one. And so we're reading into this game things that, that you know, that are probably, this team still has a long way to go, I guess is what I'll say. To uh, They really haven't, they're barely hanging on. Barely hanging But on. as we saw with last year, right, it could, you're hoping for the reverse. Last year, it was 7-0, and 10-1, and and it fell apart, and they couldn't win any football games. Lost to Seattle at home, lost to the Colts on Christmas Day. Could there be a second half, for, you know, uh, success story for the Arizona Cardinals? Could there be? That started with a win against the Rams in L.A.? Sure. I don't know. I mean, I there, don't, could I, there, there could be. There could be. There could be. I, I, but a lot's going to have to happen. Yeah. A lot's going to have to happen because they're going to play better teams. They're going to play better teams. And they have to win some of those games. I mean, Seattle's got wins, two over the Cardinals, one over the Broncos, one over the Lions, one over the Chargers, and then their only really good wins probably when they beat the Giants. Which team are we talking about? I'm sorry. Yeah. Seattle beat Denver. Okay. The Cardinals, Cardinals, Lions... Chargers, Giants. Chargers and Giants are decent. Okay. Chargers are five and four. They're five. They were second place in that tough division, or okay. what we thought was a tough division. That's a decent win. But yeah, it's can there be? Yes, there can. You, know, you got to beat San Francisco on Monday. So are the Cardinals truly back in it? And then, of course, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we'll also circle back to what unexpectedly became our top story of the day. Eno Benjamin, no longer a member of the Cardinals organization. That's next. Burns and Gambo. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, real quick update. Suns game is underway, and the Suns are losing to the Miami Heat 14-10. 
About seven and a half minutes to go in the game. 14 to 12. Nope, I thought he was going to make that. Yeah, he finally did. Troy Craig with the offensive rebound and the putback. It's 14 to 12 early on in that game. Coverage on ESPN 620 with our good friend John Bloom calling the game. Final game of this four-game road trip of the Suns. They're one and two so far on the trip. No Chris Paul. No Landry Shamit not no available tonight. Cam no Johnson. No Cam Johnson. No Tyler I like the Hero. Cardinals with all the injuries. What yeah. is it about Arizona sports teams and being injured? I don't know. I don't know. But the Suns team, since that five-game winning streak, has gone two and three since then. It's been... They're starting to miss these guys. They're starting to miss Cam. They're starting to miss Chris. Yeah. They're starting to miss yeah. their guys. It's very obvious. No, you can't play the Minnesota Timberwolves every night, unfortunately. No, apparently not. Because then you'd win no matter what. <laughs> That's what this stretch shows They're us. They're like the, the Washington Generals. Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Timberwolves are just really, really a bad, bad basketball team. Um, so we just got done in the last segment talking about their playoff hopes, and, and we could go over that again. They're four and six. They obviously still have a long way to go. Clearly, every game at this point is kind of a de facto elimination game, especially when you're playing NFC teams, especially when you're playing NFC West teams. So one week from right now against San Francisco is is another gotta-win-or-else moment for the Cardinals, just like yesterday was a gotta-win-or-else. So they, they still have a long road to climb and a long way to go. I, I think we probably still need to spend a couple couple minutes talking about Eno Benjamin because a lot of fans out there right now are shocked. They're a little hurt. They're trying to figure out exactly what the hell happened because none of it seems to make any sense. Eno Benjamin this afternoon at about 1.55 was unceremoniously released by the Arizona Cardinals. There's speculation around the league on social media that lots of teams might want to get in on that. I've already read speculation. The Rams should get in on putting a claim on Eno Benjamin. He was 4.3 yards per carry. Of course, James Conner, there's no guarantee just because he's healthy, he's going to stay healthy. It does seem like a very curious move to make right now if you're the cards. Yeah, it does, um, which is why, you know, the speculation and with the information that's out there right now that obviously he was unhappy, you know, with the role and, uh, you know, James Conner coming back. And for whatever reason, that he must have said something or done something that that led to them. Look, Isaac can be unhappy all the time with playing time, right? Everybody's got an ego and everybody wants to play. So it's not just that. It's all he was unhappy with his role. So we, no, it has to be more to that. It has to be something must have been said. Something must have happened for them to decide a day after the game. Like we don't even want this guy on our team anymore. We've got so there, there had to be something said or done to where. The leaders of the Arizona Cardinals decided that we got to part ways with Eno and we need to do it really soon. Yeah, Kyle Odegaard, who writes about the team, who used to write for the team, now writes about the team for Compare.Bet, reported today the decision, these are his words, not mine, the decision was made because of Benjamin's vocal displeasure with a diminishing role in the offense, multiple sources told Compare.Bet. Benjamin only played one offensive snap on Sunday, and the dwindling playing time left him visibly frustrated according to a source. Now we're getting word from um from Josh Weinfuss of ESPN. The Cardinals told Eno Benjamin on Saturday night that he wasn't going to have much of a role against the Rams, a source told me. An assistant called Benjamin after team meetings at their hotel in L.A. with the news. So, again, if that is playing a role in this, he was told he wasn't going to have much of a role. Right, he wasn't but it, happy it, about it. It'll be more. It will be more than that. It will be more than... 
He was told he wasn't. It was like Jay Crowder. You're going to come off the bench, and you know Cam's going to start. There's got to be more to that story. There's more than hey, you're not going to have much of a role in this game because James is back. And okay, like something had to escalate from there to get to the point where you cut the guy. Guy can be down. He can be unhappy, and he he could he could fight for playing time, and you know talk about how I want to play and everything. But it's got to be more than that to get to the point where you cut a guy, who, especially with their running back depth the way it is right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then the other news today, and of course you're right. We'll keep an eye on the Eno thing. So I'm sure more information is going to come out. Uh, Zach Ertz, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, reporting today that Zach Ertz is done for the season with a knee injury. Specifics not available yet, just that he is out for the season. Anybody who saw him leave the game yesterday would know that's where we were headed with the, the look on his face told the whole story. Gambo. Yeah, now I don't know if it's an ACL, but definitely at least an MCL. All right, we got two minutes left on the show on this Monday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's the Burns and Gambo two-minute warning. Final thoughts on yesterday's Cardinals game. I know we spent most of the last hour talking about Eno Benjamin and Colt McCoy and Kyla Murray and what you do against the San Francisco 49ers and just how in it you really are. But the Cardinals did win a game yesterday against the defending Super Bowl champs. And one of the guys that credit has to be given to, my Jay Sanders, for what he did out there. He had the strip sack that should have been the touchdown for J.J. Watt. There was a sequence where he had a tackle for a loss and then a pass rush that forced John Wolford into an incompletion. The third round pick played very, very well. And do not forget, that third round pick was one that came to the Cardinals as the part of the Hollywood Brown trade. They got Hollywood Brown and that third round pick for their first round pick. And depending on how Hollywood Brown does when he comes back and how MyJ Sanders continues to evolve and grow as a player in this offense, that trade might start to look better and better for the Cardinals. We know they need pass rush help. Maybe my Jay Sanders is the guy to give it to them. Well, I'm going to go from third round to second round because it is time now for Trey McBride to step up. The second round pick out of Colorado State with the injury to Zach Ertz is going to have to start playing. And boy, he better play good because so far this year, he's got four catches. One against the Rams, three against Carolina. That's it. Four catches for 31 yards. And now the Cardinals are going to look to him in the absence of Zach Ertz to step up and give that tight end room a boost. So all eyes right now on Trey McBride, the second round pick out of Colorado State. Well said. That's going to do it for us on this Big Red Monday. We are going to be back with you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Recapping the Suns game in the very latest with the Cardinals. That's coming up tomorrow. Thanks for listening to us here on Burns and Gambo. Have a great night, everyone.